Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, everybody, and we are live with Hour 2 of the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports talk show, coming at you live on WQEE Radio, Atlanta's NHL station uh, show. That's us. Actually, Ryan, on radio, we would be Atlanta's NHL station, too, right? The key. And where I'm told by Sean Lucas, former Rough Riders linebacker, that half the CFL lives in Atlanta in the offseason. But we're not in the offseason anymore. We're halfway through this football Friday today. Last hour, we put to bed one of the games from Thursday night. The Toronto Argonauts losing at home 34-23 to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Here in hour two, we're going to talk a little bit about the BC Lions home victory over the Calgary Stampeders 25-22. The fact that the BC Lions have announced LL Cool J will be performing at half, actually before their home opener. I think it's Edmonton. Is it Edmonton? No. June 7th. Maybe it is Edmonton. We'll get to that. Moose is with me uh, here. He is in an undisclosed location. Just trust me, it is the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. That's all I, that I will say. I have to close my eyes for a second, Darren, because I'm being distracted by all the comments that are coming in from the viewers. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, Rhino Radio. <laughs> Rhino Radio says, yes, we would be for sure Atlanta's NHL station. tingles when i think about that <laughs> and we've we've got a carry over here from last hour with the comments and everybody but we got a real humdinger of a poll question going and darren who came up with it i don't was it i feel like it was you and me both it Did was both us together you know you were thinking about the argos thing and you mentioned the, the riders blocks and yeah i think i kind of said that would make a great poll question but to, between the two of us yeah we we nailed it, it well we're idea. getting the poll question is which jerseys are better? The new Toronto Argonauts Cambridge Blues. And I this has only been a thing for a week, so I don't expect all of our audience would even know what that is. It's powder blue helmets, yeah. jerseys, and pants. Just picture it. And then it's pretty damn good. And then the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, when I was calling the games, I want to say 2003, 2004, we debuted all black jerseys black pants we did wear green helmets not black helmets black helmets would have been pretty cool but <laughs> picture it sicily 1912 <laughs> i've been watching way too much golden girls sophia but no uh i want to say it's 2003 all of a sudden we started thumping over the sound system at taylor field men in black by will smith and all of a sudden the guys come out we warmed up in green yeah Went back inside and then came out long before. Bring him out, bring him out. We, it was men in black, and the guys come out now. Corey Holmes, Neilon Green, Jackie Mitchell. I know these names are meaning a lot to you and yeah. to all of the Rider Priders that are listening right now. And they were jumping up and down. They were like blowing kisses to the crowd. These jerseys were something, man. And to be honest, I don't even think Roy Shivers told the Rider board that he was doing it. As a matter of fact, I would guarantee that he didn't. 
Wow. I'd have to call rider owner Tom Shepard and get a ruling on that. But anyways, a lot of the uh, CFL community and football fraternity are jumping on board with this, uh, like Kent Ridley's listening in Nashville. And he says, come on, CFL fans, jump all over this one. Vote on it. Mike Adamiak in Calgary says, neither. Of course, he's going to say that. <laughs> and the interesting one from the uh, peanut gallery moose, mm -hmm. Ravi, listening in Toronto, says, uh, the riders need to go back to their retros. Their current uniforms are the ugliest by far in the league. I'm just passing it along. Don't shoot the messenger. And from Steve, Television Steve, listening in Los Angeles right now, says, oh, good one, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the sound effects, so we're going to have to do it on our own. That's right. We're going to have to do it on our own. It's a fun football Friday, 902-518-3033. There's far more interest and fun to be had in discussing, discussing LL Cool J going to play the home opener for the BC Lions. So before we get to that, let's just talk about last night's preseason game at BC Play Stadium. We talked about Ottawa beating Toronto yesterday. So this was last night. BC jumped out to a 15-0 lead after the first quarter. 23-3 they led at the half. And then the Calgary Stampeders scored 16 points in the third quarter. So it was 23-19 going into the fourth, and it ended 25-22. The kicker, Burnham, for the BC Lions, kicked the winning field goal. And what everybody's talking about coming out of that game, as I get to the individual statistics, bear with me, everybody. I can do it off the top of my head while we wait. Vernon Adams was 12 for 12. Yeah. Quarterbacking for BC with, no, with three touchdowns. Uh, we're just about there. There it is. VA, 12 for 12, 213 yards, three touchdowns. Dominic Davis, three of seven for 31 yards. Dane Evans, six of nine for zero yards. That's probably the most experienced quarterback room in the entire Canadian Football League. I mean, you that's what's cool about the discussion that we're having right now. You don't think about that stuff till you're looking right at it. Yeah. You know? Uh, over on the other side for Calgary, Jake Mayer did not play. Tommy Stevens, 8 of 13. No interceptions, no touchdowns. Chris Reynolds, 12 of 13 with a touchdown. And Logan Bonner, 0 of 3. Their Stamps leading rusher, Dedrick Mills, 31 yards on 5 carries. For the BC Lions, Antonio Williams, 46 yards rushing on 11 carries. And in the receiving department, Dominic Rimes, 83 yards receiving on five receptions for BC. And for the Calgary Stampeders, looks like 54 yards led. The guy's name is Rive, Rive Jean Gerard. The French people always get me. It's difficult. Um, so there's your statistics rundown. But what's more interesting is the LL Cool J thing. And I'm just going to leave this here. I'm not placing any judgment, Moose. But I saw some uh, Ryder fan saying on Twitter, and you might have seen her too. I think you follow her. She goes, oh, great. The Lions have LL Cool J for their home opener, and we've got Kim Mitchell. Wah, wah, wah. Hey, don't you know, be snarky at that. I would take Kim Mitchell. It would be my choice. I'm a huge okay. Kim Mitchell fan. Okay. Imagine the pregame show and go for the soda. Go for a soda comes on. Like, 
How do you not get pumped up when that song comes on? That's like my favorite song of all time. Uh, well, Patio Lanterns is pretty cool, too. Oh, of course. Eh. It's potato, potato. Yeah. I just remember when these things were being announced. And by the way, can somebody please, an Alouettes fan, tell me who the Alouettes have announced for their home opener band? And I like the fact that the teams are all doing this and kind of trying to one-up each other. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, again, I'm not a rock guy. I think it's Stone Temple Pilots, which for, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you one song they sing. I just can't. It's the oddest thing in the world that I would like country music and hip hop. They don't really go together. But if you know music, which I was a DJ, any music aficionado will tell you the beat in the two genres is, the, is quite similar. The beat. So it's what hits your soul. I won't go any deeper than that. Randy is watching in Cochrane, Alberta. And has written in on the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. Doesn't that sound great, Moose? <laughs> yeah. He says, I think the key to success for the CFL is leadership at the top. Case in point is BC Lions' new owner, Amar Doman. Totally turned things around with solid business acumen. Don't let an accountant run a sports team like the Riders do. That's another thing. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just reading what he said, and that's from Randy. And it every it's not just leadership in the CFL. It's leadership everywhere. I see Amar Doman everywhere. The guy is on top of things, which, by the way, you've noticed, Darren, when you were here in Boca, that this is a huge Jewish community. Apparently, yeah. the word for years that I was saying chutzpah is actually chutzpah. Chutzpah. <laughs> chutzpah. <He's, laughs> so Amar Doman has chutzpah. <laughs> he's watching our story because I go in and look and see who's watching our Instagram story. Amar's on. The guy is a flipping off, maybe a billionaire. If not, he's close in logging. He owns a pro football team and he's sitting there watching our story and posting himself yeah. on Instagram. Um, so with all of this, see, Arlen Bruce has shown up just in time. AB3, two-time Great Cup champion. Says, I really hope Chris Jones and Edmonton Elks get their first home win June 11th. Play loonies and toonies one time to get the crowd going. <laughs> I passed along, by the way, your song, Loonies and Toonies, to our production team, A.B. That's all I can say. I want that song to air in this show, but I'm not in charge of the music. And backing this up for a second, who do the Edmonton Elks and Chris Jones play on June 11th in the home opener? Do you know, Moose? The you Saskatchewan do. Rough Riders? Hey, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. June 11th. What day of the week is that? Is that a Sunday? That's Saturday? Dad's birthday, for one. <clears throat> that is a Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Yeah. I, for a second, I thought I was going to go to that game, but I probably won't. Oh, Mandy, I haven't forgotten about you because I asked her a question and she answered it. She was good enough to do so. Okay. But before I go any further, Troy Calmer in Toronto says, Kim Mitchell is awesome in concert. I've seen him at least 10 times. When he plays Mac, Max Webster tunes, it's even better. 
Jeff the Stamps fan said, uh, sorry, not Jeff the Stamps fan. Where is Jeff? The, oh, right. Bomber or Sam Peters lost last night, so he doesn't show up. Right. Jeff Cabillas says uh, Fred Penner did a bomber game once. It was pretty awesome. Crowd was quite into it. <laughs> Insert joke here. <laughs> ah, from the bomb. The bomb. He says the Owls have Our Lady Peace. Very good, you too. See, you, know, you see how I used to get offended when people said, all country singers sound the same. All country music sound the same. It does. It does now, but it didn't back when I was listening to it. Yeah. But I feel all the rock. I really feel all the rock sounds the same. Our Lady Peace, Stone Temple Pilots, Theory of a Dead Man, Stop Me. They all sound the same to me. Oh, man. You remember when we were driving around the outskirts of Calgary, um, you know, up through the First Nation and down through the mountains and just listening to 90s country on a loop? That was the best. You just go out for a drive with, with 90s country. And it doesn't it all sound great. the same. It's, an, it's insulting for somebody to say that. Yeah. And, and by the way, what got the people jumping in the comments here? The talk about the entertainment. I am not just a pretty face. John in uh, Edmonton says, Manitoba's own Tom Cochran. Life is a highway. And Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I love life is a highway. Great song. We're getting a little off topic, but that's okay. I kind of planned that. Where's the comment, Mandy? Uh, uh, I, here. She says, really, I haven't been paying attention because motherhood and work consume my life. Something's got to give. Maybe that's a reason why there are less women fans. What? Men can't be parents, too? What? Men can't work, too? I say that fully tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> she says it's not an interesting reason. <laughs> um, the CFL has just kind of wandered into that territory of you really need to go seek out the information. That's what I feel. Um, well, one thing we have been on the air here for an hour and 16 minutes, and we have really not even gotten into tonight's Winnipeg Saskatchewan game, but I will say this talk programs, whether it be TV or radio are a wonderful compliment to the games. I kind of wanted this to be a pregame show for tonight's games and it still can be, but it's just talk. We could sit here. That's why I knew why we were popular, getting more popular in South Florida and Atlanta is because we are different than what everybody else is talking about. On this morning, what were they? Again, yeah. it was all about the heat. And why wouldn't they talk about the heat? It's their team. But we talk about things that everybody isn't talking about, and it's refreshing. The thing that I get the most is it's refreshing. And it's like in Saskatchewan, when we started, and I was living in Saskatchewan, when it's just a Facebook-only show, that's what people said then. It's not what everybody else is talking about. We're just doing the same thing, but to scale. Now, to on point, in the thumbnail that we posted for today's show, it said Redemption Week. And I need to put the blinders on from the comments for a second and have it just be me and Moose here for a time. Cody Fajardo starts at quarterback tonight for Montreal. Now, I'd like to be there at McGill. Can't be everywhere. 
Trevor Harris starts at quarterback for Sask tonight. And I don't believe this game's on television, but if it is, somebody tell me. I don't know. Uh, I will be tuning it in streaming. And because it's only central time, only one hour behind where I am on the East Coast, I'll be able to watch a good chunk of the game. Yeah. I saw a quote somewhere, I believe, that Trevor Harris said he wanted to prove that he was worth the investment by Saskatchewan. Do you not feel that starts tonight, even though it's a preseason game? Are they not going there wanting that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's not, I don't think he needs to prove the investment was worth it tonight, but I think he needs to prove that they've made the right choice a little bit and at least instill some confidence that this team's going to be okay moving forward. If he comes out and completely stubs his toe and just can't get anything moving, we'll be a little nervous. I mean, we, because I'm here. Um, I'll say Ryder fans will be real nervous um, going into week one. But if he comes out, even if he only plays a couple of series, if he gets a couple first downs, he moves the ball, shows some competency, then I think that's all you need to do. You need to show some competency, um, some chemistry, and show that uh, you're ready to go for week one. I think that'll be, you know, on the minds of both him and Cody Fajardo in the game tonight. Jordan wrote in earlier, Jordan Ewart, and said, what are our thoughts on CFL attendance? I don't have a lot of thoughts on it, but it's a, a lot of people do. Um, I wonder how the Bombers feel that tonight's game is on TSN. Three people wrote in and said, indeed, it is on Canada's sports leader, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I wonder how Wade Miller feels. Because I don't know Wade real well. I know Wade enough, but I don't know him real well. I wonder what he would think. I guess we'll find out tonight at the turnstiles. Yeah. Uh, would, would they rather this game wasn't on television because it would make people buy more tickets? I don't know if Wade is that archaic thinker. I don't think he is. I don't think you become the marquee owner. Uh, not owner. Marquee franchise in the Canadian Football League by being a small thinker. Wade is not a small thinker. I think Wade would be the kind of guy that would be happy that the game would be on television because it's a three-hour commercial for your team on national television. Yeah. There are a lot of owners and presidents that would not want the games televised. In all sports, this isn't a CFL-specific thing. You and I know those people. Yeah. Those are people that are in charge of leagues and teams that are shrinking. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the forecast is for Winnipeg tonight or not. Okay. I just overall think, Darren, that having your games on national television can't be anything but good. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. And I think, you know, when you talk about other leagues, like let's say junior hockey or, you know, university football, where every game's not on TV, okay? But the national networks are doing some university or university football, some junior hockey, and we see it with the Memorial Cup. You know, let's throw the Regina Pats, for example. Not every game's on TV, or the Kelowna Rockets, or the Saskatoon Blades, or Brandon Wheat Kings. When national TV is coming to your building, one half of the, of the team will say, that sucks, we're not going to sell tickets, we don't want them to come. But the smart guy would say, national TV's coming. Let's give away all the tickets. Let's make sure right. the arena's full. So everybody sees what a great atmosphere it is, how much fun they're having, and then the rest of the games that aren't on TV, Maybe they'll want to come down and watch the games and, and everybody will say, what are they doing in Brandon? That's so awesome. 
So I think, you know, it's all about who's in charge and, and what your mindset is and can you take advantage of this or not? Because national TV can be a great tool well, for your team. And that, it's funny how this all comes cold, uh, full circle every day in what we're discussing. And by the way, we still have 40 minutes on air here. But Arlen Bruce the third, product of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, writes in, by the way, AB, did you know I have cousins in Missouri? And that's how they say it, Missouri. Arlen says, knowing Wade Miller, he is a modern-day John Candy. Is that right? Mm. You know him better than me, AB. So He didn't strike me as a John Candy type. But I didn't know John Candy real well either. I did interview him once. That's a story for another time. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> my mind went 18 different directions. <laughs> well, I, I've off. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg for keeping me on track. He goes, I'm actually going to stay home and watch the Peterborough Seattle semifinal tonight. Go Memmer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to chastise you for doing that, but why would you do that? You're from Winnipeg and you're going to stay home and watch Peterborough and Seattle. I don't really understand why you would do that. But I'll probably watch on the streaming here as well. Yeah. But, Rod, that's kind of the same as, you know, the the people talking about not watching the Stanley Cup final because your team's not in it anymore. You know, Jeff's a big junior hockey fan, wants to watch the national championship. I would choose it over a preseason CFL game. I don't know if I would choose it over a regular season CFL game, but I don't know. I'm kind of with Jeff on this one. 18th story of the tombstone will be you do you. Yes. I mean, you want to stay home and watch the memory? Do it. Who are we to say no? Yeah. And Jeff, well, Jeff says, by the way, I love the Memorial Cup. One of my favorite times of the year. Oh, dude, mine too. And I got to say, there's a wonderful couple here in South Florida, Eric and Sheila. And I work out with them from time to time at Orange Theory. And the other night, or the other day, they were talking about the Heat game six in Miami. Whatever was last Friday. Must have been game five. Okay. And Eric was like, did you watch it? And I was like, no, I, I, I didn't. What was I watching? I thought for a second. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I was watching the opening game of the Memorial Cup, Quebec City versus Kamloops. You would have thought I was speaking Mandarin to them. <laughs> like, they were literally speechless. I said, it's the Canadian National Junior Hockey Championship. It's a tournament. And, it, it, and I just stopped and I said, I'm pretty sure I was the only person in the state of Florida watching that last night. And then everybody broke out laughing in the lobby of Orange Theory. The what now? With the who now? Oh, I mean, I get it. But as I said to my guy, uh, Chris Sanford from the Bronx, because he said, when you talk junior hockey, you lose me. I said, can you just give me a week? Give me a week of it. Because this is the week. If you're going to talk about it at all, this is the week. So now I've talked myself into realizing why Jeff is staying home to watch it tonight rather than go watch Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. But having said that, you do always want, when you're a Canadian Football League team, to host that 
you want it to be the home team for the second preseason game because the first preseason game is a dog's breakfast. Yeah, I've been at a million of them. Uh, there's 80 players dressed for one team, 100 dressed for another, which I understand in junior and college that's normal, but not in pro. But tonight, what you're going to get at IG Field is as close to a regular season game as you're going to get. And, and here's the thing. I was thinking about this this morning. Because there's a lot of pomp and circumstance. I've read the articles about which jobs are open going into tonight's game on both teams. I don't even know how much Zach Caleros is going to play tonight for Winnipeg. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Bomber fans, that Drew Brown is going to start a quarterback for Winnipeg. But it's all that coverage and stuff, and then they play the game, and then boom, you forget about it, and you're on to next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the it's the buildup, and the play, and then on to the next thing. It's what you do. And if you want to, if you, it's like the Golden Corral. You want some of this? Take it. If you don't, walk on by. Yeah. That's why we talk football on Fridays here. We don't talk about it the rest of the week. Uh, Jeff, by the way, in Winnipeg says, "I heard Caleros ain't playing tonight." That's the thing. I might have misread it. I was reading it at the Bomber website. Uh, yeah, I do know this. For Sask, each player is going to get a quarter. Uh, each quarterback is going to get a quarter. Mm. Trevor Harris will start. I'm a little surprised he won't get more. But they really want to um, find out who this number two is going to be. Yeah. So, Shea Patterson and I, sounds like we'll get the second quarter. Mason find the third uh, maybe, ah, whatever. Dog, tune in and find out. Nine oh two five one eight thirty thirty three is the number to reach us here. Any thoughts on the Hamilton Montreal game tonight? How, how big is this for Cody Fajardo tonight? Um, it's it's somewhat big. Just to again make sure you're on the same page, remove any doubt that you're the guy, and all that kind of stuff. That's what these games are all about for everybody. It's just confidence, right? I mean, if there's one team that is confident and doesn't need to worry about anything, it's Winnipeg, and Zach Caleros doesn't need to play. I mean, they know he's the guy. He's firmly entrenched. You know, there is question marks around Cody Fajardo. There, there just is because of the year last year and whether it was his fault or not because, you know, there was offensive line issues and other things going on. It's a confidence thing now and a fresh start. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a confidence builder this week. And uh, that's what every team's trying to accomplish here is just some confidence. Not necessarily with the wins and the losses or how much you play, but just got to build some confidence. There he is. Larry Sweet has answered the bell. He's chimed in from North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's texted the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. And Larry says, Rod, those of us here in the South have to like the Toronto Blue. Very close to North Carolina Blue. Go Tar Heels. And, of course, his son uh, is the offensive coordinator of the Toronto Argonauts. Larry, just so you know, late in hour one, uh, we went through, would you not say, Darren, more than anybody else in the country, almost a fine-tooth comb, we went through that Toronto-Ottawa football game last night at, in Guelph. We did. We did, because it is a football Friday here, and that's what we do. We're going to take a timeout right now, and for the next 30 minutes, it's all audience takeover the rest of the way. From the bomb, watching on streaming, says Cody Fajardo will have a big year in Montreal. He deserves it, too. I want to talk about that when we come back. All the pressure that was on Cody Fajardo 
last year specifically, and he cracked. I love him, but even he would admit he cracked. There's a big answer, and I don't mind saying that because I've cracked him. I've cracked under the pressure. I know what it's like. I came back stronger. Well, he. That's the question. So that's one of the topics when we come back. Jordan Ewart says, go Riders, go T-Birds, and enjoy the weekend. Peace. Here you go. Whatever you'd like to talk about for the next 30 minutes, fire it up. We'll be right back. It's the RP Show on WQE Radio, where, you're, where we are Atlanta's NHL show, podcast, and streaming. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We are live, at least on radio and streaming. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you uh, for doing so and making us part of your day and your weekend, if you will. Before more with Moose on this Football Friday, a sports update. The Ontario Hockey League champion, Peterborough Pete's, Battle the WHL topping Seattle Thunderbirds in the semifinal game at the Memorial Cup in Kamloops, BC tonight. The Peets earned their spot with a 5-4 overtime victory over the Kamloops Blazers in a tiebreaker Thursday night. The Blazers blew a 4-1 second period lead and went on to lose. Uh, the winner of tonight's game will face the Quebec Rampart in Sunday's championship game. And I don't, Moose, is anybody talking about the fact that this will probably be Patrick was last game in the CHL on Sunday because he's getting NHL opportunities. Anybody talking about that? 
Not really. Not of that course. I've heard, but, but it they, is something worth pointing out. Because they don't even know it. That's right. Anyways, the Stanley Cup final gets underway Saturday with the Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Florida Panthers. It's Vegas' second cup final in six uh, seasons. The Knights' other trip occurred in 2018, their inaugural season. And, of course, Florida's only other Stanley Cup final appearance came in 1996. How much talk is there of that where you are? A little bit. Like sure the history of the matchup, yeah. I mean. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think because of the history, I think I think a few more people are probably pulling for the underdog Panthers. I really do. You know, haven't been there since 96, really haven't had a lot of success. And I think there's a little bit of, well, Vegas has already had a lot of success. They haven't really struggled yet. They haven't really gone through any pain. So we, they don't really need to win yet. I think the public is kind of leaning on the Panthers, if I would have to guess. I have a lot of topics that I wrote down in the break that'll carry us right to the top of the hour, everybody. So buckle up. Your seatbelt, that is. Undo your belt. Kick your shoes off and have fun. Uh, the rest of the way with us. I, I was started to smile while you were talking there because I was thinking of the Blue Jays. They begin a three-game interleague series with the Mets. In New York tonight, coming off a 3-1 win over the Brewers at Rogers Center Thursday, the Jays are fourth in the American League East, nine and a half behind the race. The Mets are second in the NL East. There was a spot in the game yesterday just to prove that we were watching it. And this won't shock you either. I came in after the show. The golden girl was sitting on the couch watching the Blue Jays and the Brewers. And she said, what's up now? And I said, you have me for the rest of the day. And she said, I don't need you. I'm watching baseball. <laughs> and she had this <laughs> wicked smile on her face. And uh, there was a spot in the game. I guess Vladdy was DHing yesterday. And he was mugging for the camera. I don't assume you watched it. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just had knew that the camera was right on him in the dugout. So he's going like this and making funny faces and stuff. And Dan Schulman, the announcer, said, Vladdy's either making faces at the camera or at Hazel. Because <laughs> that was the way he was looking. Yeah. So then they put the camera on Hazel May, and she was like pointing at herself like this. I'm like, oh, my God. This business should be fun. And I'm it glad should. that the Blue Jays are having fun. And uh, go Jays. I don't even know who's doing color. I know Buck is off right now. I hope everything's good with it. I don't know who was doing color. Probably Joe Siddall. But it was, he was specifically talking himself about how much he hates the New York Mets. So should be a fun series this weekend. Sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters June 9th. Transformer, Rise of the Beasts. Returning to the action and spectacle that have captured moviegoers around the world. Transformers Rise of the Beasts will take audiences on a 90s globetrotting adventure with the Autobots and introduce a whole new breed of Transformer, the Maximals, to the existing battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. Darren, do you want to read that in English to me, please? <laughs> yes, the, uh, the Transformers uh, are going to battle against the evil guys that are coming from outer space. Okay, that's, that's what's happening. Um, I think we all know the Transformers, but we don't really. Autobots, Decepticons, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And you know what? I'm vowing to, uh, I don't know when, but I want to get to a movie this weekend. So it might be one of those get home from the rink at 10 o'clock and go to like a 1045 movie. 
but we'll see. Spider-Man or something like that? Yeah. Okay, uh, we've talked a ton of CFL today. We've put it to bed. Time to have fun. And I do have my topics here too, but Arlen Bruce the third checking in. I appreciate you, AB, for sticking with us through the whole show today. He's a P1, what we call a priority one viewer. He says, who do you think will be on the cover of Madden 24? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Geno Smith. And I got to say, why, why would you think Geno Smith? I mean, who goes on Madden? Forgive me for saying, is it not the face of the league? And who is the face of the league? A lot of the audience writing in and saying uh, they think it's going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league, period. But I'm assuming he's been on Madden covers. Let me go to the big board and find he that was. out. No, yeah. He was. No, he was on a recent Madden cover with Tom Brady. It was like a young goat, old goat kind of theme. So they were on it together and maybe on two different commemorative um, covers. So they he won't be on again, I don't think. You know, Gino was kind of one of the big stories of the league last year, but I don't think he's going to be on the cover of Madden. I could see Tyreek Hill being on the cover of Madden. I really could. I could see Jalen Hurts being on the cover, but but uh, Joe Burrow would be my pick. Probably Joe. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, oddest thing and the wildest thing to me. I used to be a huge gamer, a huge gamer. Yeah. And a lot of it was, again, before Darren and I knew each other. Life tip here or recovery thing. Uh, as a guy prone to addiction as I am, I was never addicted to smoking. I was never addicted to gambling or some of these other things, but I was addicted to alcohol. And frankly, I was addicted to video games. I just was. And there's a reason for that. But when I stopped gaming was when I started the talk show on radio because I didn't have time to fart around playing video games. Yeah. And you understand that now. When you're doing a talk show, this isn't like it was there because I didn't know what I was doing there. I'd like to think I know what I was doing here, but I'd never done a talk show before. And you know this in the times that you've hosted this show or running this business, your mind is always on the show. Yeah. Always. And uh, before that, when I was just calling play-by-play of hockey and football, when I wasn't calling the games, I didn't think about the teams. So I was playing video games. Had to have something to occupy my mind with. And when I wasn't doing that, I was drinking. So to go back and look at this, these Madden covers yeah. in Madden 22, I see Tom and Mahomes. I didn't even know that. Uh, 2021 was Lamar. Patrick Mahomes again, 2020. A.B. in 2019. Antonio Brown. Can I say that's the year that the NFL would prefer to forget? Tom Brady in 2018. Talk about a Madden curse for Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Gronk in 2017, OBJ in 2016, Richard Sherman 2015. I was going to say, why is Barry Sanders on this? It was the all Madden 25 year history. Yeah. Megatron in 2013. And to be honest, it's interesting. The last year that I played, regularly was 2011 and that's when my show started and uh 
Drew Brees was the cover guy of that. And before that, Troy Polamalu, Larry Fitzgerald, Brett Favre. But am I not correct in saying, oh, here's Vince Young, 2008. You remember that? Yeah. Is it not the face of the league is the Madden cover, or did I miss something? It's it's typically the face of the league, or it's or it's somebody pretty close. You know, I don't know if Gronk was ever the face of the league, but he was one of them. Same with Vince Young. He was kind of the young guy coming up, the new – he was the rookie of the year, right? Maybe not the face of the league, but very exciting. So – it's got to be something like that. It won't be just a random player, that's for sure. But who would have, on all the bingo cards in all the years, who would have thought you'd have back-to-back years of a Detroit Lion being on the cover of the video game? Especially when they were bad then, too. I know. They've never been good. Thank you, Ryan O'Radio at WQEE Atlanta. He says, great football Friday, RP show. Thank you, Ryan. Teamwork makes the dream work. I love working together with people. Michael Wynn has shown up from Ice Time Sports in Winnipeg, the sporting goods store, and says, Go Bombers. We did this was like the pregame show for the Bombers and Riders. We talked about that about 30 minutes ago. If you want to rewind it, maybe 20. Oh man, Allie, Allie, Allie in Texarkana has entered the chat and she says, Man, Vince Young was such a good quarterback. He was. Yeah. But do we want to listen? Give me a minute for all the newbies as I talk about Vince Young. I got his cell phone number. I want to say it was, yeah, I think it was 2017 when we signed him with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And uh, I was just telling somebody this story the other day. We had a camp up the road here, up the I 95 in Vero Beach with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Vince Young. Do you remember, Darren? I guess you and I were friends. We'd been friends for two years then. Remember, Vince Young was going to come out of retirement, restart his pro career with the CFL Saskatchewan Rough Riders, yep. and he was posting those videos, those workout videos of him. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> By the way, Lou Gamelin's watching in Michigan right now. Lou Gamelin writes in and he says, our Lions, will they put Gibbs on the cover next year after the Lions make their historic run this year? We'll get back to you on that. They might put Dan Campbell on the cover of Madden. The coach, yeah. Has there ever been a coach? The answer is no, Jim. Well, other than John Madden himself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Allie says, so jelly of Vince Young. Eh. I'm not, I, I guess you would say I'm spoiled. I've been around so many athletes my whole life. It's, it's, I don't get the tingles, maybe like I did when I was a kid. And the thing with Vince Young, he went to the camp. He was a good enough guy. He's not the biggest human I've ever been around, but he's the most athletic big human I've ever been around. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Um, because I would say we were talking earlier about John Candy. My claim to fame, I would say, was interviewing John Candy uh, when he was the owner of the Argos in 1991. Live sideline interview on News 1010 Toronto. Argos broadcast. But 
Vince Young was, you could Google it and go to the big board yourself, but I want to say he was about six, five, three, listed at 325. So probably 350. Yeah. And I remember swatting him in the back and it was like hitting a fridge, hitting a fridge. Like my arm stopped. I'm like, this guy is massive. Yeah. And then, and again, I, with all due apologies to the CFL and its fans, it ain't the same as the NFL. I'd never seen anything like this. Vince Young went in his drops. He was literally like a butterfly at 6'5", 350. He was like a butterfly. And then 70 yards down the field, like nothing. And every day of that camp, three Philadelphia Eagles fans showed up just to boo Vince Young, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. I remember. And uh, Ali says, by the way, best quarterback UT has ever had. No two ways about it. And people forget that Vince did win two Pro Bowls in Tennessee. However, or go to two Pro Bowls with Tennessee. But what's his claim to fame? Well, his claim to fame is winning the Rose Bowl with the Texas Longhorns. Yes. Okay. Yes. Over Matt Leinart in what I think is the greatest game I've ever seen. Now we're starting to sound like an American show, which is fine. Sitting here talking college football, people didn't think we could do it. Oh, we can do whatever we want. Oh, Swerve in Calgary says 350 is kind of heavy for a quarterback. Well, ideally, he wouldn't have wanted to play at that. I'm just, he was a little overweight. So I'm trying to do the chronological history here. We signed him. In the dead of winter, I want to say it was like about March 17th, but it was minus 40 in Saskatchewan. And I remember him flying in with Lee Steinberg, his agent, who the guy who the movie Jerry Maguire was based upon, a personal hero of mine, frankly, although I've never really wanted to be an agent, had the opportunity, declined, don't regret it. Vince's woman was with him. And I say woman because I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. His son, his PR guy. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? This is uh, Barnum and Brothers Circus rolling into <laughs> Mosaic Stadium here. And he was a nice enough guy. He was a nice enough guy. Did every interview. Posed for all the photos. I think I still got some photos with him. And uh, but and then we did the Vero Beach thing, and he was good there. And then in and then in Saskatoon for training camp. So it was six years ago. Feels like 60 years ago. But, you know, fans were showing up. It was a big deal. That's where I wanted to live stream the green and white game, and the riders wouldn't allow me to do it. And then they put a security guy on me to make sure that I didn't do it. And they sh- and they were correct in doing so because I was going to do it without their, <laughs> without their approval. And it wouldn't have mattered anyways because in the first or second series, he popped a hamstring, never played again. The yeah. one thing was, I, this this just dawned on me this morning about Vince Young. I was a little upset because after a practice one day, he went in after practice. He had signed some autographs and then went into the locker room. And then the PR guy was like, hey, Vince, there's some kids out here that didn't weren't around for the earlier session. Can you come out and sign some autographs? He's like, 
And that really pissed me off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because your fans are your fans. And the guys that are my closest friends in this industry, like the Henry Burrises, like the Deron Carters, were always the guys keeping the bus waiting, keeping the plane waiting, signing autographs. They'd still be there. You're trying to make a a comeback. You need to have all the support you can get. You shouldn't be turning down support when you're trying to, you know, make a comeback like that and create fan uh, interest and stuff. No, you should be signing every autograph you can get your hands on. Right. But on the flip side of that, there have been moments that I haven't been at my best. And people saw. So I'd like to think that they're not holding on to that. Many are, but they shouldn't. You know, um, Eric Tillman was a wonderful mentor of mine. And he said, uh, if you need to form your opinion on somebody, form it on their best moments, not their worst. That was from Tillman. I never forgot that. And another, another great point about Tillman was when a friend of yours gets fired or a good, a uh, good friend, send him a note. Cause nobody ever does. He goes, everybody said you do Darren. We all do. Hey, congratulations on that job. I texted Mike Benavides the other day yeah. about being hired as the new special teams coordinator with the BC lions. And he wrote me back. He'd been, he's a great guy. It's easy to do that. Send a message when they get fired because nobody else is. Yeah. Because I've been fired too. So, oh, Eric Tillman, an absolute fountain of wisdom and advice for stuff like that. I wanted to say something too. We were going so fast in the warm up. Yeah. I want your thoughts on this. It's not a settle a tie situation. But it's just these wonderful conversations that I have with a golden girl, Serena. And I have the best people around me, I think, advising me in these things. And I just said, you know, everybody's bitching about the CFL and uh, the uh, website and you can't get the box scores. And I just said, I don't want to be that guy banging on the CFL every day. And the, the, the Ryan Whitney thing came up where he was crapping all over the Panthers or the NHL, whoever it was for moving the the Stanley cup patch over so they could put an ad on. Yeah. And then he was bitching that ESPN doesn't care about the NHL. And I was like, to me, that's so, so off putting. I don't want to be that guy. And she said, well, that's their thing. That's his thing. It's to bitch. And it causes a reaction. And, uh, what do you think about that? Is he in the writer? Uh, clearly he has no regrets about it. Yeah, like it, that's that's the mo, right? I mean, part of it is putting out content that's going to draw a reaction, and it's not fake. It's not you know, yeah, cheap and cheesy. I don't think because it's what he does, right? And then there's other guys I think that come on the show and stuff on on their show and take a little bit more of a positive approach, but they just let it fly and debate that stuff. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool that we don't do that or or try not to do that. I mean, I don't want to sit here and crap on anybody and go down that road. I think we more articulately analyze or critique, you know, different leagues and different decisions and stuff like that. And don't just outright crap all over it. And that's our thing. I think if we all did the same thing, life would be boring. So they can do theirs. We'll do ours. Well, it's like most of the media is like that. Yeah. And for the last couple of years, I've paid these advisors handsomely to advise me. And uh, they started saying like two years ago, be the change, be this change. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And they said, you'll figure it out. And I'm starting to realize what that is. It's stop bitching. You know, uh, 
go along to get along. And, and I'm not sure I have the energy in me for the next 28 days of what will be Pride Month to listen to the bitching. I haven't seen any yet. Good. <laughs> I haven't seen any yet, Good. but I see the teams coming forth with their rainbow logos and so forth, and I'm just like, I don't think I, I, don't think I have it in me. Are we not over this, the fighting? What do you, because it's Pride Month. Away yeah, and, I, and I, I don't think anybody should get it confused. This isn't like, oh, I wish it wasn't Pride Month. Stop doing your logos and things like that. No, 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 no. This is important. And I'm excited for that. And, and it's really great. And I think it's important. I think the, the bitching comes from the other side. And, you know, we're going to get to a moment in time where we're going to have the pride months and we're going to have these special things and there won't be bitching from the other side because there's more acceptance. That's where we all want to get to. So we'll find out where we're at over the next 28 days. But uh, no, I think this is a very important period of the year. I think it's very important. And I think we all need to, uh, we all need to have a little acceptance and a little bit of you do you. If I don't agree with it, if you don't agree with it, uh, that's fine. Just leave it alone. You know? One more from Arlen Bruce. He says, I love signing autographs. I actually signed over 50 kids' backpacks and notebooks and water bottles three days ago. Soon I'll be having a football clinic in Edmonton for kids. I'll keep you posted. Thanks, A.B. He's always been a man of the people. Moose, a wonderful uh, week of shows, DuPont Media Production. Thanks for all you did to get us on the air. People really enjoyed it. I know it because they told me. And you have a great weekend. And stay safe. I will. You as well. And uh, yeah, awesome. I appreciate everybody, uh, all the support tuning in and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Monday, noon Eastern, back on television, Game Plus, here on WQEE podcast and stream. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.